Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Here he comes now, the big hand. Welcome back to Orange Nation. The Cold Miser song. We're doing all Christmas special songs today. This is uh, our producer Jordan's favorite. And I think this is appropriate for our first guest. Is this, do you like this one, Steve? I do like I, I, I think I'm going to like them all today. All right, let's, let's bring on our first guest without further ado. He is the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Mike Grimm is uh, joining us now as we uh, look ahead to uh, next week's Pinstripe Bowl between uh, Syracuse and Minnesota. Before we get to football, though, Mike, uh, the reason we didn't have you on the show yesterday, the basketball game got moved up because of the weather you guys are having. How is that that impacting everything out there, and, and how bad is it out there in the Midwest? Yeah, it was. I think the worst of it was last night, overnight, and then early this morning. I'm actually, as we talk, I'm on the road right now, heading in to watch some go for football practice. They practice here in about an hour. Um, and there's a lot of cars out here. The roads are clear. They're a little greasy, but they're clear. Uh, we got a lot of snow. And, um, you know, like you guys, we get – I think you guys actually get more snow than we get. We just get a little colder um, than, uh, than what you guys do. And last night uh, I was just joking with Jordan when he called. I was – my kids are college age, and they are back home, and they were hanging out with some high school friends, and I had to go pick them up like at midnight. And it was 14 below of my car thermometer. And then uh, the wind chill, um, I looked on my phone, and the wind chill was like 50 below. So, it, yeah, I think right now the biggest issue is the blowing winds. But the Gophers played Chicago State in men's basketball yesterday. Chicago State bust in from Chicago, so they moved that game up so they could kind of beat some of that weather out of town. And so that's why we got bounced yesterday, and here we are today. All right, well, we appreciate you finding some time for us. Uh, let, let's talk some football now. And I, I can tell you from a Syracuse perspective, uh, you know, they lost both coordinators. They've lost uh, several guys to the transfer portal. Uh, they've lost some guys to opt-outs who are going to the NFL. It's a, you know, this, this team is not the same team that played during the regular season. I, I know it's an issue everywhere, though. So in terms of Minnesota's situation, how many guys have opted out, hit the portal? It, 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 you know, how much of that roster is intact, at least the two deep, from uh, what you saw during the regular season? good question. Part of why I'm going to practice today is to actually take a scan of the field. Um, P.J. Fleck uh, is awesome to work with uh, for us, right? He's great for our coaches show and everything, but he's also a coach, so he's quite secretive. So he hasn't let anything out of the bag. Nobody really knows who's in, who's out. Um, there have been a couple of kids that have transferred out, uh, starting with uh, the nickelback, Michael Dixon, um, and the starting linebacker, Braylon Oliver, but he was mostly a linebacker in rundowns. He was kind of the third of three. Minnesota base defense is really a 4-2-5, and then when it was running down, like you play Wisconsin and Iowa, you need a third linebacker. So Braylon Oliver was that guy. He, he also has transferred out. There's been a couple of others, but I don't think any major differences. The question now is, will some of these guys um, who, as you mentioned, will enter the draft, um, or be draft eligible, uh, will they uh, play or have they opted out? And they have not said anything. There's been no announcements, nothing. Um, I'm thinking of guys like John Michael Schmitz, who I think should have won the Remington. He's been basically the first-team All-America center everywhere, um, and, and he's going to get drafted. So will he play? 
Um, I think Muhammad Ibrahim, the running back, is in. Um, that, that has pretty much all been confirmed. He, he's, he's an incredible kid, an incredible runner, and he's within a distance, uh, I mean, very reachable distance, under 100 yards to not only set the all-time rushing record uh, in Gopher history in terms of career yards, but also the single-season rushing record. So he'll play. And then there's some others. Brevin Span Ford, I think, is going to play in the bowl game. Uh, he's the tight end that there's a chance he's going to announce that he's going to enter the draft after the bowl. So I think we'll know more as we get closer. I know we're less than a week out, but that's the way P.J. Fleck plays it, uh, quite close to the best. And um, uh, There's a lot of mystery still, quite frankly. What is the vibe around this team? Um, you know, in terms of you, you look at a bowl game, it's it's supposed to be a reward, and, and we think bowl games, we think warm weather, but they're they're not going to warm weather. They're going to New York City. It is cool. It's Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know, they're, they're taking on an ACC opponent. Are, are they genuinely excited, or from what you've been able to tell, are they, they excited to play in this game, or is it is it a disappointment that they wish they were going south or out to the West Coast? No, I think they're fine with it. Um, that's the one thing that Fleck has done in his time here, and I've always thought bowl games, you know, outside of the playoffs or the Rose Bowl or, you know, an Orange Bowl, it's really about what team is really excited. I think you raise a great question. I can recall when the Gophers were 6-6 six and six back in 2018 and got sent to Detroit. Most people are like, oh, my God, you got to go to Detroit. But those guys won the last two games to get the bowl eligibility, and they played Paul Johnson's Georgia Tech team in Paul Johnson's final game, and Everyone was worried that, oh, my gosh, they're going to go win one for Paul Johnson. And, you know, that team, was they've always been good. But they had no interest in being in Detroit. And Minnesota dominated the game as a big underdog. So I've always used that as kind of an example. I, I believe it to be a, um, a deal where you you want you got to want to be there. And P.J. has always been able to get his guys to, to buy in. There haven't been a lot of opt-outs over the years and, and those kind of things. And so, yeah, I think they're excited. A sidebar to it, um, P.J. always does a lot of, um, the themes each week it's a new theme and all kinds of different stuff and that's always been made uh, you know talked about um, you know whether the game's on ESPN or what have you over the years and this year part of what they have done throughout the year is watch segments of uh, the Derek Jeter documentary and so there are some guys that are really excited because they've gotten to become Derek Jeter guys and they're like holy cow we're going to play on that same field and so um, in a weird way, it kind of tied into what some of their season-long theme has been to end up at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know, you look at, at the way this team plays, and, and obviously we're casual observers of, of Minnesota. You've been there for, you know, every snap of the season. You know, from the outside looking in, it looks like a team that likes to run the football. They're, they're very good defensively. Um, it seems like, you know, they're a physical team. Uh, what, what can we expect to see, uh, you know, next Thursday out of this Minnesota Golden Gopher team? Yeah, good question. They uh, So the Gophers had had a guy named Tanner Morgan be their starter for 45 straight games. Basically, he was a five-year starter. He got the extra year with the COVID year. He's a 60-year senior. Um, and then he got injured in the Illinois game in October. And a redshirt freshman who the coaching staff uh, was huge uh, when they got him as a recruit, kid, Gatorade Player of the Year in Illinois, kid named Ethan Kaliagmana stepped in. His first career start was the whiteout at Penn State, um, he played okay. The team got beat pretty handily in that game. And then Morgan came back, got hurt at Nebraska right before halftime, and basically uh, Kelly McManus has been the starter since. And that has changed things, I think, a little bit. He has a little bit of a stronger arm. He's a little more mobile. This, this team was really run heavy. They're still going to be run heavy, guys. There's no doubt about that. But they, they were really run heavy with Tanner. And I think, um, you know, uh, the Gophers won – 
the rivalry game at the end of the year against Wisconsin, and and the freshman threw for 319 yards, including the game-winning touchdown, a 45-yarder with about three minutes to play. So um, it, it, it's going to be a little different-looking team than maybe it was early in the year. And, and I'm, I'm myself, just from the Gopher side of things, eager to see how the freshman's going to handle his first bowl game. As, as there's, to me, no doubt he'll get the start. Now, Morgan, I think, will maybe get a victory lap or two, and Tanner's one of my favorite guys I've ever covered. I mean, just a, he's, he's, now he's married. He's like a 24-year-old married guy. And so I think he'll get some snaps, but I think certainly the future has arrived with Kelly McManus, a quarterback. You know, I, I look at this matchup, Mike, and I, you know, I personally don't think it's a great matchup for Syracuse because they have struggled with teams that run the football and are really good defensively and physical up front. I think back to that Notre Dame game that, that Syracuse just, they, they couldn't keep up with Notre Dame and, and Notre Dame wore them down. And we saw that the whole second half of the year. Syracuse will get worn down in the second half by these teams that were physical up front. Um, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this matchup and, and whether or not you think it is a good matchup for the Golden Gophers. I, I do. I mean, that doesn't guarantee anything, right? But, yeah, I, I, the one thing this Gopher team will do, if, if they're success in running the ball, they will just keep feeding the running back. And it's almost like you're watching at times, you know, how the service academies will uh, – I mean, the Gophers do not run the triple option. So, in that comparison, I, I'm not saying how they do it. I'm just saying the, the way they do it in terms of – I should say it's not the way they do it, it's how they do it. They'll just keep handing the ball off. Uh, against Iowa, for example, and that is one of the better defenses in college football, not just this year, but, you know, for a long time. Um, now, Minnesota lost the game 13-10 to um, with some just weird stuff that happened at the end of that game, but they, they hand the ball off against that team that's one of the best against the, uh, the well, against the pass and the rush, 14 straight times, and they and Muhammad Ibrahim had 263 rushing yards. So they don't be shy about, hey, if this is working, we're just going to keep doing it. So, and that's what they did, frankly, against Georgia Tech back in that game I mentioned before uh, up in Detroit. So, if something's working, PJ Fleck is not at all um, shy about saying, hey, um, I'll be able to um, keep handing the football off. So, if the ground game's working, this game might be a, you know, two hour and 50 minute affair uh, if, if, uh, Syracuse also cooperates and hands the ball off a few times as well. But um, I, I do like the matchup, but the Gophers definitely have a physical offensive front, um, and, and they've been pretty salty on defense. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. But uh, as, as mentioned, no guarantees. The Gophers this year have, you know, they, they suffered a couple of upsets as well. And so there's there's uh, no you know they're going to have to certainly bring their A game against uh, an ACC team. Yeah, no Sean Tucker for Syracuse, so that uh, might limit how much SU hands the ball off uh, on Thursday. He's declared for the NFL draft, uh, but they've got LaQuint Allen. A lot of people are excited about him, a, a freshman that. Uh, uh, showed some flashes, and, and he's certainly going to get more run and more snaps uh, in this bowl game. Last one for me, and I know Paulie's got one for you, Mike. You know, we talked about whether or not the players were excited to to play in this game. Uh, how much does the outcome of this game matter, just for the program and to to go nine and four to get to nine wins? Does this game, does the outcome of this game matter for Minnesota? Yeah, I, I do. I do think it does um, for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, you ask about whether they're disappointed in the bowl game. I don't think they're disappointed in the bowl game, but I still think it eats at them that they did not win the Big Ten West, and um, they, and they had an opportunity. I mean, they were the team to beat uh, early, late September, early October, and then they had that little three-game losing streak, and and then it looked like Illinois was going to win the West, and then they blew it. Then it looked like Iowa was going to win the West, and they blew it, and then. Purdue kind of backed into it. So if there's a disappointment, that's it. And I think that this would help um, solve that disappointment a little bit. Certainly beating Wisconsin um, changed the whole 
complexion of the season, eight and four and seven and five, what's it matter? Well, it matters when one of those wins is against your biggest rival and you win Paul Bunyan's ax. And so they're on a positive side right now. And if they can win the bowl game and get to nine wins, that would, I think, be a factor. And the Gophers would certainly use that. It would be back-to-back nine-win seasons. That has not happened a lot, quite frankly, at Minnesota. And really, if you take the COVID year out where you only played seven games, the last three full seasons have, have all been um, nine or more, 11 back in 2019, nine last year. And then if they win this game next week, it'd be nine this year. So um, I think that's something they would hang their hat on. So I do believe they feel it's very important. I, I don't think they're going to be uh, taking this on as, I, I mean, they are going to do their stuff. You know, they're going to do, you know, go to the Rockettes on Sunday and, you know, go to ground zero and do some cool things in New York. But it is, it is certainly a, a trip that they're going to want to win the football game. I, I like to bring up minutia and nonsense on this show. And, uh, uh, there, there's not a lot of history between Syracuse and Minnesota, but as a kid growing up, a Syracuse fan, I got to tell you guys this story. 1990 Syracuse basketball was a two seed. I don't know if you remember this, Steve. Willie Burton in Minnesota beat Syracuse, and it ripped my heart out as a kid. It was probably one of the worst things. And then, and then to top it off, Willie Burton goes on to play for my favorite NBA team, the Sixers, and I have to root for him after that. You know, will is Willie Burton still like a big fixture in basketball up there in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Willie Burton, in fact, last year just had his jersey retired by the Gophers. He is the all-time leading. Uh, I got to think about this. He's the all-time leading scorer and the second all-time leading rebounder. Um, he was a kid out of Detroit. It's funny you mention that. Um, a member of that team, Kevin Lynch, um, was uh, my broadcast partner for a number of years. Um, he, he, he's not anymore. I ran him out. No, I'm just kidding. But he, um, he, he did, uh, did work with me. Great guy. Still in town. He does some Timberwolves coverage now. Uh, but anyway, Willie Burton uh, from Detroit. Clem Haskins got him to come to Minnesota. They had a great run. They had an Elite Eight team. I believe that was an Elite Eight team, the one you're talking about. They had a Sweet 16 team that um, – as long as it's Georgia Tech hour here, I keep bringing it up. Kenny Anderson knocked him out on a buzzer beater, um, I think, either the year before or the year after that Syracuse game. And, um, and so Burton came back. He, he left school, uh, played for the Heat, the Sixers, and, and, and a few others, and then um, uh, and did not have his degree. He came back and got his degree. That's part of why now they retired his number. And now, believe it or not, he's an adjunct professor at the U here, uh, and when I say the U, locally they call it you know the U. It's not. I'm not talking about Miami, but at the, the University of Minnesota, and um, and so he comes to games. He's around the team a little bit. We had him on at halftime. In fact, it's a couple weeks ago, so it's funny that you bring Willie Burton up. He had 56 one night for the Miami Heat. He was um, he was a hell of a player, no doubt about it. Yeah, you, you bring up Kenny Anderson. He almost ended up that, at Syracuse. That was it. Was actually that Syracuse lost in the Sweet 16, and then Kenny Anderson beat them. In the Elite Eight. So. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember exactly how it unfolded. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin Lynch, um, I'm trying to remember that it must have been the next year that Kevin Lynch, my partner, missed a buzzer beater against somebody that would have sent them. Um, that must have been the Sweet 16 team then. But anyway, yeah, I'm a minutia guy too. Anyone who hangs out with me uh, understands they're in for some long stories. Your <laughs> listeners have now figured that out as well. But uh, I. I love the minutia and the uh, down memory lane we go, no doubt. All right. Well, it, Paulie, it sounds like you and Mike would get along very well. Right. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 see you down in, uh, we'll see you down in New York uh, next Thursday, Mike. Uh, safe travels and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. We'll see you next week. 
Sounds good. Enjoy it, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Uh, there he is, Mike Grimm, the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And with that, we'll open up the phone lines for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. We've got uh, John Ryan coming at 1.15. We played them in the Texas Bowl. That's too, right. Steve and Terrell Hunt with like a minute left. Brisley Esteem, the big uh, punt return and set up the uh, set up the score. But that, that it, I don't know why the Minnesota one ripped my heart out way worse than the Richmond game. Yeah. That's a, that's an odd one to uh or even we were talking about the Illinois game when uh, when Syracuse played Illinois. But that that you can understand why right. they lost that game. Like I felt like just Willie Burton or Keith Smart ripping your heart out, but it was Willie Burton. Yeah, cuz I felt like then you were you you beat you had the path set up. Yeah. You beat Minnesota. You're the 2 seed and then you got the number 9 seed Georgia Tech waiting for you. I, I thought that was the year they were loaded. They had Dave Johnson, yeah, Derek Coleman, Billy Owens. DC, by the way, good friend, uh, personal friend of uh, Christopher Reed from Kid and Play. He also good friends with Willie Burton. <laughs> I know that for a fact because I've discussed this with him. I was very upset that you missed the Kid and Play interview. By the way, I was dying. I, I know you were. I know you were. But we thought of you. I, got I, I brought you up during the interview. Um, you can see him on New Year's Eve. He's they're, they're coming. By the way, I can give away a pair of tickets to that if we'd like to today. Well, why not? It's Christmas. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, you do right now? While we're giving out gifts later on, I'll give out oh, okay. tickets. All right, I got we'll a pair of tickets to see Kin play. I'm not going to keep them for myself. All right. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, what do we do that? One 1.30-ish? Sure. Okay. When we, uh, we, we do our big gift I'll exchange. I'll put a little kick step into someone's life for New Year's. That's so nice of you. All right, 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.